건지 몰라 도대체 어떻게 그럴 수가 있나 이 세상에는 나보다 더더 잘난 남자 Hey, welcome back to Check the Vending Machines, a weekly pop culture podcast on the internet. Our two best friends get together, talk about pop culture stuff. I'm Jason, that's Zach. What's going on, man? Jason, I feel bad. Why? Because I'm going to do this again. And I've been doing it for the past couple of weeks, and I feel bad. Because we've had this thing where we've been trying to do like more segmented stuff right now. But I've got like two big things that i got to talk about. Sure. I don't know if you're keeping up to it, but... First thing I've got to say is that Attack on Titan is back. No, I have. I saw some trailers on YouTube, but I didn't watch them. Yeah. So uh, the second episode was today, and I just finished watching it not that long ago. And uh, fuck, dude, I'm so happy the show's back, but I'm so sad that it's gonna be gone in like two more months. Oh, because right. the show is so fucking good. Well, I, yeah, because I think it's like the final. It's the like the final final episodes, and I think. I don't know if this is true or not, but I definitely saw somewhere that it was like, it's apparently supposed to only be like 12 episodes, so. Right. Well, it makes sense. I mean, I, I already read the manga. I just skipped mm-hmm. to the end to see what the ending was when it finished, because I wasn't going to be bothered <clears throat> to, to, to read it more than I, I mean, I only had so much left, but I was like, nah, I'm good. I'll just read the ending. Yeah. <laughs> eh. There's, no, there's so little things, like uh, franchises or mm-hmm. series or whatever that makes that I really feel like I have to we've been through this before but spoilers don't bother me because to me yeah the journey is what matters and I don't the spoilers mm-hmm. don't ruin a journey for me I know some people they they really do matter yeah to me they don't and I mean hell even like the matrix I, I was perfectly fine if I, I didn't but I was perfectly fine if I wanted to like Wikipedia the plot line I wouldn't care as long as right. they because you could read text Reading text does not des- des- describe how the scene was filmed or animated. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between, like, knowing how the story goes and, like, actually being there and, like, present in the moment and, like, experiencing how the story actually unfolds. Or, just, so. or knowing how an actor acted or how their facial yeah. expressions or the music or whatever. So, to me, the, yeah. the actual scripting or plot line or whatever is mm-hmm. so minuscule in terms of that stuff. So for Attack on Titan, which I wasn't even, I really liked Attack on Titan when it came mm-hmm. out. I didn't read it from the beginning, but I probably I think I started reading it maybe chapter thirty or forty. Mm. I think when I started reading it, there the manga was only at the point where everyone was being attacked in the tower. Like at the, at yeah, the very, so that's like the season two, the very part, beginning yeah. of the manga. That, that's when I that's when yeah. I started reading it, and then mm-hmm. I read up to there. I was like, okay. There's no more to read because it's up to date. Right. And I think the anime came out around like a year later or something like that. I was like, okay, well I'm not going to watch it. Cause I already fucking read it. Yeah. And then I kind of just off the boat for, that's like six years. You know, I, yeah, I, I think we really didn't, I think both of us didn't really start really paying attention to it again until last year when we did our actual, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, watch through of the entire series up to that point. So pretty much. I mean, I just, it was always there kind of in the ether. Mm-hmm. And I would hear about it and people, and that's the one, one of those anime that crossed over to like non-anime world. You know? Yeah. It's one of the big ones. Like it's up there with like, you know, Dragon Ball and Demon Slayer and I, Jujutsu Kaisen. And... Demon Slayer. Yeah. I, I was trying to think of, yeah, another one like Dragon Ball. And yeah, I think Demon Slayer is probably the other best option where it's like an, uh, an anime that actually gets outside well, of the You anime. see like NBA it's players like talking cool. about it, you know? Yeah. Like if you see like a, a, a traditionally non anime fan, and they, they might be, you know, yeah. but like if I can go to Hot Topic and see 
the shirts there. Well, Hot Topic sells anime shit, obviously, but like yeah. only the big, like big dog anime. Right. Get to that. They only show. They only sell stuff that they know is gonna actually sell. sell. Yeah. So. So I mean, I, and and even then, like, however long ago Attack on Titan season one was, didn't mm-hmm. watch it until we did our episode about it or our episodes about yeah. it. And, I mean, I I really enjoyed it, for mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. I think the twist is really cool, but then it gets. To I think the, the twist. I think in. I think the twist in season three, actually probably makes it. A better anime than I think it would normally have been. Yeah, I, like I it's still so. a good anime, but I think the twist actually makes it into like, like a lot of people like throw around the term of like it being like a modern classic or something like that. And like before the twist, I would have been like, eh, it's like good, but it's not that. And I think the twist actually like elevates it beyond like what it normally could have been. Yeah, I think if it could, if it kept going on without that twist, I would have been like bored. Yeah, I think for sure. Yeah, I think it actually. Yeah, I think it helped twist the story around and injected like. New perspectives and a new, like, actual perspective on, like, the story so far as you know it, which I think helps a lot. Well, I mean, w- without, without that twist, you yeah. would have had Aaron still be a hero, and adding yeah. that twist makes him not a hero. Like, it makes him, like, a twisted him, hero. Yeah, it makes him, like, a, 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 war, a war criminal. Which is what makes it interesting. Yeah. You know, because now you have to, like, okay, I don't feel, I feel bad for him, but also I agree with him and, like, all this kind of stuff. Which, yeah, I no. think that's the best part that season four did so far, which is like, I don't know how far you watch into it or if you even started watching it, but I think that's the most interesting part about that season in general is like, even for the, when you start watching it, I think it's like, I think it's at least the, like the first four or five episodes is entirely from the perspective of the people of Marley. Yeah. And like seeing that different perspective and injecting that like, the whole gray thing of like, but neither side is good. Each side does evil to each other. And like that kind of, you know, um, morally gray aspect of the story, I think really helps Yeah, make it more interesting than it would have normally been. Yeah, absolutely. Well, on the flip side of that, um, before we get into Lethal Weapon 2, yeah. um, I, I gave it. A- oh, also oh. the OP for the new season is fucking killer. It's Metalcore. Oh, nice. So fucking good, dude. That's cool. If you haven't listened to it, I recommend you listen to it. It's really fun. You know who the band is? It's Sim. So I, I hadn't heard. Of, I thought I'd heard of them, but I haven't heard of them too much. Apparently, they only they've only done openings for like one other series, but it's a really good opening. Okay, that's cool. Um, no, I was gonna say on the flip side of that, something very different. Um, I was bored. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, I was New Year, so I have a new reading goal for for novels. Yeah. And uh, I finished a couple books already, nonfiction books. And I was like, okay, I want to kind of sweeten up the palette a little bit, change it up a little bit. So I I wanted to read some manga. And I I caught up on – I I texted you. I I caught up on Kaiju number eight. Yes. But – I finished that in like two, like twenty minutes. It was super easy to read. So I yeah, it's it's not. I mean, it's only got like I think it's a little it's like fifty less than forty chapters. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it's not that hard to get through at all. And I was already on chapter thirty something from the summer. So. Yeah. So I caught up really fast. I was like, okay. I want something else to read. I didn't know what to read, so I was like looking through like Marvel Unlimited. I got I got a trial of that again, which mm-hmm. I don't really care. Um, yeah. But I decided to give uh, Mashal another chance. Yeah, dude. And did you get how far did you I'm get? I'm on chapter did you ten. Catch up? Okay. And I it is really, it is a fucking I, 
at least from where I'm at, this is why exactly what yeah. I was saying to you about why I didn't keep reading it. Yeah. Because it's a gag manga. Now, when I I think it definitely starts off as a gag manga. I think it really I'm trying to remember when it really like hits its pace. I think it's probably like 20 to 30 chapters in and it becomes like an actual battle. Well, I googled it to see what people on Reddit were saying about it and I saw some yeah. Reddit thread that was like it's a gag manga that becomes not one. So I was like, okay, yeah. well, I'll keep giving it a shot cuz there's some funny bits in it. I don't mind gag manga. Yeah, I mean the very beginning humor is like, I mean, it's one punch man humor in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's nice, but it's like, I already have that because I can just read one punch man or like watch one punch man. So it's like, it's weird that it has like that. The gag in the beginning is it's almost too similar to one punch man. Well, I've never read one punch man. I've never seen one punch yes. man. So to me, it's all that. I get the, oh. I get the premise. So I understand that yeah. it's like they're similar, obviously. That's basically the gag of one punch man. It's just like an OP character that like makes everybody look stupid yeah which I, I i get that from seeing some anime some of the fights in one punch man uh if mm -hmm. you want to call him that but i um yeah so i'm on chapter 10 and i think the mm -hmm. art's cool and the the premise is cool i mean it's how the fact that it's actually harry potter pretty much yeah the fact i think the fact that i think that it also helps separate it too that yeah it's like a harry potter harry potter bottom manga especially later on when they like he actually gets into school later on and you get more into like the it's all it's like a triwizard tournament almost. Like it's it's there's shit that's like literally like rips from Harry no, Potter. No, I mean on chapter Which ten they already show yeah. they're breaking the first page of chapter ten is like them talking about the different houses. Yeah. Well yeah. there's also the part the part where I'm at in the manga where you caught up is like not just different houses, but there's also the tri there's an actual like triwizard tournament thing where there's like the different schools having a tournament. Okay. Basically. So well, I mean, I, I, I liked it. The art was, it was fun. There's some parts that were, were really funny to me. Um, it's got really good. I mean, it's got, I don't know what the exact comparison is, but I mean, it's got really good action art, especially there's definitely those like two panel spreads that are like, they're up there. They're pretty, they're pretty good. I, I can't remember who the artist is, but he's definitely, he's up there on my list. Well, um, there's, there's, there's a panel and I think the first chapter or mm -hmm. second chapter or whatever. It was. I'm pretty sure it's the first chapter that like really made me laugh. And it was the yeah. se the segment where the guy's like powering up all his magic spells, and then like the panel's just him is just the main character just like knocking them down. Yeah. But then it, so he does that bit like I think twice back to back. Mm -hmm. And then the bad guy's like, okay, I'm gonna charge it even more po more powerful. And the yeah. bystander character is like, that's going to destroy the whole forest. And then he like blasts that mash. And then he's like, and then the, the, the translation or whatever is the character. He's, he's like basketball dribbling the, the energy beat, yeah. the energy ball. And the, the mm. guy's like, stop sweet, stop your sweet dribbling in my energy or something like and so <laughs> that, that gag made me laugh a lot, but <clears throat> I mean, where I'm at right now, it's, it's very much like, the the Dumbledore is just like okay you're you're in the you're here you're here because I want you because you're a good guy it's kind of like yeah all right I need some depth still and I get that it's a comedy manga at the beginning and hopefully it finds its footing but right now it's just yeah such I a think gag it takes thing. about twenty to thirty for it to actually find its footing but you there's definitely like a definitive switch when it stops like just being a gag manga and it actually starts to like get into that the battle manga tropes okay for sure well I'll I'll give it a chance and see how I feel but yeah um, if I get if something else catches my attention, I'll call. I'll probably bounce off. I've, I've been wanting to read like Fairy Tale or something or 
Black yeah. Black Clover, or some something that's purely battle manga because that's kind of what I read mm-hmm. uh, yeah. most of the time. But um, and there's nothing really on Shonen Plus. That's I mean, really the only like closest that. thing which I think I talked to you about a little bit was probably be Sakamoto Days, which I'm enjoying a lot too, which is like John Wick, basically as a bottom manga. Yeah, see, I read the first like five or six when those were pretty fresh, and I I liked the first couple chapters. I, I liked the idea of the guy going to the shop and recognizing him and all kind of stuff, and him being overweight yeah. and stuff. I like that, mm-hmm. and the guy's wife being like, "Don't kill anyone," or I, I like yeah. all that stuff, but like. Again, if, uh, I don't necessarily. I've don't, never really read just purely comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that I would enjoy it. I just don't. I always just kind of want to watch power ups and. Yeah, that's why I like kaiju because right now it's like, they're really diving into the idea of, the oh dude the squadrons kaiju right now yeah the squadrons I, and the units and yeah. having the um. Well, I was like, yeah, the latest chapter that came out, like, I read it, and I was like, oh, if Jason gets this chapter, it's going to be his fucking shit, dude. Well, it's, it's all, like, like, the different squadrons, and yeah, the moment you've got the, dude dies. The, the girl getting ready for her fucking power-up with yeah. uh, the main guy, and definitely, I can't remember the main guy's name, but, like, he, you definitely can tell that he's getting ready for his yeah, fucking power-ups. Yeah. But, like, yeah. once the, the director guy dies, or whatever you want to call it. And they have the yeah, funeral. Invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, and they have the funeral, and they cut to all the different squad leaders. I'm like, okay, this is all I need. Yeah. Different squads with different different purposes and different goals, and they have their different bosses, and they have their different captains, and like that's all I need. Yeah. That's all I want is like different squads mm-hmm. with different squad leaders and different units, you yeah. know. And then um, I just like I was reading it, and it cut to one of the the when they got transferred to the first the new the new squadron or whatever new unit, and they had mm-hmm. the girl. I don't know her name. One of the one of the girls that has the um the big machine gun, and oh, like his childhood friend? No, 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 no. This this is when he gets moved to the first unit, and they're having oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're having their okay. first big mission with the first unit, and they have yeah. the girl, black haired chick, and she has like the blunt bangs and all kind of stuff. And I'm like, dude, you, mm-hmm. these are my favorite girls. These are my favorite anime girls. <laughs> my favorite anime girls are the shit, the shitty ones that have no redeeming qualities. The ones that are just mean for no reason. That's my favorite. Like, yeah. te- technically, the main girl, the his the girl that he wants to be with, yeah, has the look of my favorite kind of yeah. anime girl. But we know she's not because she has no, she has not. emotions, and that that that's the, that's the down that's the that's the ruiner. That's the ruiner. That's the downer. That, I need I need it. her to be like when he's like in the car, he's like locked up, and he's like, "Will you still let me?" Fight beside you, or whatever bullshit anime trope they have. You need her to say no. And she's like, no, you're a fucking piss animal. And he's like, ugh, that's what I want. I want her to be like, no, you <laughs> suck, you're a monster. Yeah. And then he's like, well, I'll have to prove to you that I'm, I'm not one. And she's like, you can't. That, that's what I want. You can't. That's what I want. It's already done. So, but hey, man, um, we're here today. On, a, I'm, a, I'm not sure how it is in Charlotte. I'm sure it's fucking cold. It's fucking cold as shit, you know, dude. It's cold here. It's not, not as bad as Charlotte, but... I got yeah. I got a bunch of coffee and we're about I to got talk snow about snow on the ground that I had to fucking drive through oh, for yeah. like twenty minutes because I had to be extra slow. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was mm-hmm. uh, it's chilly up here, dude. But we're here to talk about the next movie and the yes. Lethal Weapon series, Lethal Weapon Two. Mm-hmm. And some would say, not that I know not that I know them, that this movie, Lethal Weapon Two. Took everything about Lethal Weapon 1 and perfected it in the sense of the comedy buddy cop aspect. 
Because mm. we from the get-go of this movie, they're already friends. So the friendship yeah, is I there. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot, too. That Yeah, they already have that camaraderie going in, and you already see... I don't know how long it's been since the first movie, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. lore-wise, but... Um, but I like that, you know, you can tell that over the time that they've been together that they've built up that camaraderie with each other, like, even more. Like, Murtaugh Especially with, still, like, that first car chase. Yeah, Murtaugh is still, like, you're a fucking psychopath. But yeah. the, he's, he he appreciates... And here's how I... Persp- I'll get into the movie, obviously, but here's how I... About this movie... I mean, the thing that encapsulates that with me is he goes to his house and he has his own fucking laundry at yeah. Murtaugh's house. He has house. his own laundry, he's drinking the beer, he's having dinner. Yeah. It's more... It's a commonplace thing. But to mm. me, and this is... I'm sure what they intended to do, but it's that in the first movie is Murtaugh saying all the time, I'm too old for this shit. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. He doesn't say that much. I think he only says it like once or twice this movie. But then you get to this movie and then three and then four. And I, mm. I took it as this is Murtaugh having a, a third win because Riggs is younger. He's active. And he's like, wait, hold mm. on. I can still keep up with this fucking guy. I'm st- mm. so I'm enjoying this job again. The only time he said he was too old for me shit that I remember is when they had to drop down like 50 feet from a container. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'd be too old for that shit too. Yeah, but like the beginning of the movie like, you know, uh-oh. No, um my point being in if you were in terms of that aspect of the first movie being a comedy, have comedic yeah. as- aspects it it elevates all of that and which is funny because if you go back to watch that documentary that i told you about that you watched the uh, last action heroes yeah uh shane black who wrote the first movie they tasked him to write the second movie and apparently they said no we don't want your script because he made it so dark that i think Riggs dies in it or something like that but like Jesus. It's so funny to see how like the movie could have been potential. I mean, I can, I it feels like it's not too far off because you go to the end of this movie, he basically almost fucking dies anyways. Wouldn't be would have been a good movie of him almost dying. Yeah, you I mean know. he's stabbed in the leg, he's got shot multiple times yeah. by fucking uh Warner Herzog. I look into the eyes of Leo Fong and I see the only darkness. But so oh my God. going from the first movie, yeah. what did you expect of Lethal Weapon 2 or what did you get? I don't know if I was really expecting too much. I mean, I was I, I expected another buddy cop movie, um, but I definitely like enjoyed this movie a lot. I don't know. I'd have to rewatch them multiple times to see if I actually enjoyed it more. But I still enjoyed this movie like a hell of a lot. Like the first opening chase, like I think you talked about last yeah. week, was like fucking killer. So good. I love that shit. So good. Um, and I think I really enjoyed, honestly, the aspect too of just like. Because I think it, it, I think in this movie, it speaking on the camaraderie as well, you can really tell that like Murtaugh knows what he has to do to like get the best out of Riggs. Like I think the best epitomizes, what is it? What what am I trying to say? Epitomization. The best example of that is when they int- infiltrate the the, the, house, the house. building. Mm-hmm. And okay. you've got fucking Murto in there as a black man trying yeah. to immigrate to South Africa during apartheid. Yeah. Which is also the okay. That was the thing I was not expecting. I wasn't expecting this movie to fucking get on like the hard hitting racism of South Africa in the 1990s. Yeah. And like apartheid and all that shit. And I was like, oh, okay, this is like serious shit. And then you've got fucking the British sounding dude, which is I guess. I guess I didn't realize how much like the South African accent from white people just sounds like a British accent. Yeah, yep, yep. 
Uh, and then you've got them calling all them African, or what is it? Not African, Akafir, I think, or something like that. Which I assume is some racist term for like black people, or like black people love her, or something like that. Because you've got the the one assassin character um, who keeps saying it to, I think, Riggs the whole time. But yeah, but like the best example of that is you've got Murtaugh going there and there being the distraction so that Riggs can sneak in and kind of do his like fucking special forces yeah infiltration going off the handle type of thing where he infiltrates Werner Herzog's office and destroys his fish tank yeah well it's like even that you know take it back to when they go to the house and they kind yeah. of first kind of step into step into it mm-hmm. Riggs take, takes always takes point yeah you know Bertha's like a step behind trying to figure it out yeah. um or with at the end of the first, at the end of the car chase, the very first car chase when they lose the guy. Where oh my god! I mean, that's the, probably the best bit in this movie is the three, two, one. Yeah. Go. Three, two, one. Three, two, go one, off. two, three, or three, two, one, two, three, go. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then like Riggs just jumping the gun, and then Murtaugh like yeah. trying to catch up and figure it out, and yeah. they're not then like them being on the same page, but also not on the same page. Yeah. But that opening scene to me is an example of one of the best opening scenes of an action movie. It's a really good. It throws chase. you in the mix. It's fun. It's funny. Yeah. There's stakes. You don't know what the stakes are yet, but they're giving you stakes. You're on a chase. You know, it's a big deal. There's a whole, yeah. whole team of detectives on the chase. They're everyone's frantic. It cuts mm-hmm. back to the the headquarters. They're making bets on who's going to catch the guy. And yeah. they're like, Oh, I take 50 on rigs or whatever. And then they're like, Oh, he's driving his wife's new car station wagon. Oh, well, okay, never mind. Never mind. I, take it back. I take it back. Yeah. I didn't know about that. So, oh my god, his poor wife's car just fucking gets de- destroyed in the first 30 minutes of this yeah, movie. Yeah, it gets wrecked, and then Riggs is like, well, it's still a new car. It's still a new it's car. Still new. It's still new. He still bought it new. So it's all that stuff, you know, and, then, and it cuts to immediately to, like, not, not immediately, but, no, right after that chase, leading into the comedy and the family stuff that, that Murtaugh, mm-hmm. so, that Danny Glover is so great at, with his daughter being the commercial. I think that's the thing that was probably the most disappointing of this movie is there's not enough of the family family stuff stuff, again because basically yeah i mean the family gets like threatened in the first 30 minutes they basically send his family right and they're gone for like the rest of the movie except for like the commercial references to his daughter commercial commercial. how good is that it's like it's at at first it's such a good bit too they're all watching it they're all happy and then it gets to the end riggs is all excited he's telling everybody in the station and then it's a fucking condom commercial and everybody in the station is like got the rubbers for you boss i love it it's so great because it's so accurate but i I love that in the commercial itself it's like it's so awkward to even like the characterization of the dog in the first movie where like she's the hot daughter and it's like yeah the hot daughter would store in the fucking commercial for horn dogs yeah but I love that, like, even the way they shot the commercial, it's like they have comedic timing in the commercial. It's like everyone's watching it. They're all happy. They're proud. And then the commercial, all out of nowhere, it's like, oh, and then condoms. And it's like. And it's condoms. They build it up to that. And then everyone, and then his cut to Murtaugh's face, and he's, like, freaking out. And Riggs is, like, trying to hide the laugh. And they ask, they ask her boyfriend, like, <laughs> like you know, he's there watching, too. So I it, think she was great. Yeah, I think she was great. Uh, I, I love that stuff that goes back to Danny Glover being so great as that as that mm-hmm. family man. Um, yeah. How do you and do this movie though? Speaking mm-hmm. about um, like uh, characterization, mm-hmm. um, the main bad guy, yeah, of the movie is so infuriating compared to the first movie. Dude, I think 
I mean, I've seen it in other movies before, and this might have. This probably wasn't the first one to do it, and it's definitely not going to be the last. But like the whole loophole of diplomatic immunity yeah. and like assholes being able to use it to like just do whatever, do whatever you want. the fuck they yeah. want. It just it's such a it's, it's it's been highlighted before, and the fact that like it's still a system that exists, even though everybody knows how fucked up it is and how people can just take advantage of it. It's like not to bring it up, but it's like the One Piece shit. With, like, the seven warlords, it's, like, the same fucking thing. Where, yeah. like, you're a warlord, so you give away with whatever the fuck you want. It's, like, that similar type of yeah. thing to it. Where it's just, like, it gives you carte blanche to just be a fucking asshole. Because you have this title to your name. Well, I'm also pretty sure that, like, a billion episodes of Law & Order, like, have that yeah, have that, have that that storyline of all different Law & Orders. I'm sure, yeah. Not even Law & Order, just, like, criminal procedurals in general yeah. have like some fucking asshole at some point who has diplomatic immunity. But there's something about this guy in particular mm-hmm. is the way he says it. Yeah. Man. Dude, that fucking last scene where he fucking shoots Riggs and he's like diplomatic immunity and like, nah, asshole. Yeah. I, I love it. Then when they kill the girl and oh my God. Riggs is like, oh dude. Well, that's like, that's the other thing too as well, which I think that was the thing that I was least expecting was that they dig into fucking Riggs's background with his wife, like fucking hardcore in this mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. They lay out the whole thing of like, and then it makes sense because it's like, oh yeah, the bad guy, the I guess the secondary bad guy in this movie is like, oh, that's the guy who fucking killed your wife. Yeah. So, and also not only did he kill your wife, it's actually your fault because it was supposed to be you, which is like the double fucking knife in the heart. Well, you know, too, like um, the scene back to the family thing that this movie does. This movie does have that kind of uh, obviously it builds upon the first movie. So would it, if it didn't have the first movie, it, it obviously wouldn't be as good. But yeah, um, when Riggs is drinking the cores in the mm-hmm. kitchen, making his steak or whatever he's making, I can't remember. Yeah. What, I can't remember what he's making. I'm pretty sure it's a steak. I can't remember either. I think it's probably a steak. Uh, and then he's talking to 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 uh, Murtaugh's wife. Mm. And he's breaking down the pen. Like I found, I found the gold pen in the in the wash. Yeah. About about he's telling he's telling the, he's, the whole monologue that 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 is so great. It goes it goes back to what I was saying last week about how Mel Gibson like acted the shit out of an action movie, I and mean, they both did. But like yeah. for that particular type of to- twisted character, yeah, like it's 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 heads and shoulders. He definitely above. helps makes the character for sure. Yeah, I mean he he's he's leagues above other action characters who have fucked up like. Arnold couldn't do this in like in like command. Oh my god, no! My daughter's well, my like, daughter's kidnapped. You know, I couldn't whatever. Imagine, like I couldn't imagine like Jean Claude or Sylvester or like Arnold being able to like pull any of that off. Like no. it would just not. It would just wouldn't work. Like you, I could see like like JCVD having this monologue. Like he has something like similar to that in different movies. So I could see I could see them having similar monologues to it, but I just couldn't it wouldn't see it have the it, same way. It would be it would be a different. There'd be no depth to it. Yeah, like Bill Gibson's not an action star. He's a good actor who did an action movie. He does action movies. And not not, not saying that you know Arnold and Stallone and all these guys aren't good actors, but they're good at what they do. They're a specific type of actor, and Mel yeah. Gibson is like a good actor. Yeah, like he's. I mean, he's just. It just it is. He's just a step above them. Yeah, he's 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 the better actor. Yeah. Uh, with more layers, and he can reach that better on. And it goes back to his face acting, the way he he motions around while he's cooking the food, yeah. drinking the course, telling this heart wrenching story about his wife and how she dies, yeah. and has the pen. It's all about this pen, and you see yeah. it on his on Murtaugh's wife's face, how she's reacting to it, 
And it goes back to that thing where like Murtaugh, Riggs will never tell Murtaugh this. So he walks yeah. in and goes, oh, a pen? I, did, you, did you tell him Oh yeah, we, we found? found that pen in the wash. It's like, and then he's like, and then you see, you think that Riggs would be upset, but you can tell on his face, he's like, I'm not going to, he's like, yeah, it's, we're, we're buddies. I'm not going to tell him this depressing ass story, you know? Yeah. So even that the, shows their dynamic really well. Mm-hmm. And while part of the middle of the movie with the, like both movies, one and two have a house scene, you know? Oh, yeah, they yeah. go to a house and they find some shit that makes them go further into the story, which I, yeah. I it's kind of it's similar on that front. But I really like that this movie goes into a chase from the house. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I like the chase in the house. I like the the actual like mini confrontation before they actually do it. Because I mean, really, the whole movie is set up from. I mean, it's set up from the car chase, but like the actual like plot of the movie gets going forward with the fact of. The house. the house raid and yeah. everything that transpires from that with yeah. Werner Hargstone showing up and showing the diplomatic immunity papers and all that and everything that transpires from that. Um, I felt bad for the fucking Dutch girl who showed up only to get fucking murdered. Yeah. There's, there's a and term for like, that. Isn't there a term for that in movies? I don't know. I feel like it's a crude... I know a crude term, which is disposable woman, but... There's a term for that in a movie. I can't remember what... I, I learned, learned of it recently, which is like... A female character is brought in just so she can die to give the main the, the guy character like layers. Yeah, I don't know what's called. The whole point of, but there's yeah, yeah. The secretary character, but but yeah, and then how? So how did you feel about uh, Joe Pesci? Uh, I was fine with him. Like I didn't hate it, but I didn't necessarily love it either. I think I mean because I think that Riggs and Murtaugh, I think their chemistry is like enough. Without Joe Pesci, so I think a lot of times it felt a little like too extra. It felt like it. It felt like that moment where they're like trying to make it like too funny with like yeah. him being like fast talking slick guy who's like. And I think like one of the first scenes with him like perfectly encapsulates that where he's like trying to explain like how he launders money. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I get that they probably like on paper thought that this was funny, but like in like an actual right recreation of it it just didn't like work as good like it just felt like i don't know it just wasn't funny to me and it also just made like Riggs and murtaugh seem like dumber than i think they actually are because like from my perspective i feel like Riggs and murtaugh know what the fuck like laundering money is and like well, the basics of sure. how it worked yeah and no, so right. like the fact that you like have this monologue where like joe pesci is like trying to explain it to him and they're both like acting like Neanderthals and like they don't understand how it works. I, I took it as, I, I took it as he found a, a new way to launder is what I thought it was. Cause I was like thinking like, I was like, listen to it. I get that, but it's just that like, cause I feel like even if it's like a new lane to launder, like I feel like Riggs and Murtaugh with an explanation would be like, okay, I understand that. But this movie is like, no, even with an explanation of how it works, they still don't fucking get it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I felt like if anyone's going to get it, it would be Murtaugh, the guy who's been doing this for 30 years or however long. You know, yeah. He would definitely know have, at least even if he didn't know how this particular process worked, after hearing mm-hmm. it the first time, he'd be like, okay, so you, this is the X's and O's. I got it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but I think that... The detriment to the movie is is definitely Joe Pesci. Not saying that he's bad in the movie. He's good in the role, but he's yeah. he's there too much. Yeah, I think that's the big part of it. I mean, he's a B plot. 
It's a B plot character that like gets shoved into the A plot of the movie. And I think that's to the detriment of the movie. Cause especially at the end, like the resolution to his thing of the B plot is just like, oh, go away now. Yeah. You're fine. And like that's it. Like that's his last part of the movie. It's like, take my car, go away, you're yeah. fine now. And um, then you actually get the resolution to the A plot in the last like twenty minutes. Like Joe Pesci's like just gone right. after after they rescue him. And that's like, that's it. And that's like, so I think it just accentuates how like not meaningful to the actual plot. He really is. Yeah. 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 I do want to say though, um, my favorite scene in the movie is the toilet bomb. Dude. Okay. So yeah, I did want to bring this up. Cause I mean, we talked about this last week, which is like the only really thing I know about lethal weapon is the toilet. And then we watched this movie. I was like, Oh, that's the toilet. I know the toilet. Yeah. He's on the toilet, and there's a bomb in the toilet. I know yeah. this shit. And then it's better. It's better because then they bring back the one, two, three bit. And yeah. I was like, perfect. I no, love it. even before that, my favorite part of that scene, which I, lo- I love the whole scene, because one, it shows brotherhood. They're, they're, they're yeah. partners. The, the bomb mm. squad goes, hey, Riggs, it's time to go. He's like, nah, I'm not leaving. Hey, you got to go. I'm not leaving. Give me your vest. I'm staying here. Well, you're gonna, you're gonna need this then. And he goes, okay. Well, give me the gun. Yeah. And he says, here, what you have this gun here. Hold my gun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it back. So you have yeah. the friendship. You can see it on Mur- Murtaugh's face. But even mm-hmm. before that, when 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 Riggs Riggs is checking the ha- he's like checking the house out. He's like, he's cutting through, and he sees mm-hmm. Murtaugh. He's like, oh what? The- oh god. And he's like talking to him. He's like, oh shit, that's a bomb. That's C4, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And Murtaugh's like, hey man, what are we gonna do? He's like, I gotta call the bomb guys. He's like, okay, fine, fine, fine. Just don't, just keep it under the radar. Just a little just bit. Just keep it under the radar. Yeah, under the radar. Next scene, the entire oh, house is filled the with entire people. Side, it's like the, the, the entire it's house that, is filled with everybody. Yeah, it's that push-in shot of the entire street. The fucking, everyone's running around. That, to me, every time I see uh, that scene, it makes me laugh so hard. Because the way that they cut it, he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, under the radar. Also, I just like imagining Murtaugh being stuck on the toilet for like 12 hours because he just – he sees Boom and he's just like – No, I can do it. I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to fucking move. I am a statue. I am a statue. Yeah. I'm not going to move. I, I think that scene is – that to me is my favorite scene. It encapsulates everything good about Lethal Weapon in terms of the buddy yeah. copness. Like it's funny. I think it encapsulates – I mean it's like what you talk about. I think it encapsulates their relationship as a whole and like – how they give and take from each other. And like, you know, at the end of the day that they really do have like each other's back. They're like, I mean, they haven't done the shit, but like at that point I've essentially viewed them as like blood brothers. Like they're yeah. in this for life. And like, they have like a beyond, they, they have a bond beyond just being partners. Like they are like yeah. brothers in arms. So that, and like, you know, I, I, it shows that it's, it's, it's a comedic scene. It's a, it's a dangerous mm-hmm. scene. It's a, it's a, uh, there's a, you get the hint of the world around them. It's hard to it's have everything. that too, where you have that mix of like, it's a comedy scene because it's a guy stuck on a fucking toilet, but it's also like yeah. he could die and blow apart yeah. into a million pieces. And the house that just got wrecked last movie next to this house he's building yeah. up, and there's the house where the that guy's like house invaded him and his wife and yeah. like duct taped him up like less than an hour ago, so it's already yeah. like a vulnerable place for him. Not to mention to get the Chekhov's gun earlier in the movie. Yeah, with the. There was a couple times that they did a Chekhov's gun. There was what was the other one? Oh, it was um, when they were in the station, and uh, the fact that Riggs can dislocate his shoulder, his shoulder yeah, which showed up later in the movie as yep. well. Yep. There's a couple of Chekhov's guns that shows up that show up in this movie. Yeah. That the nail gun, 
Mm-hmm. The nail gun is a big one. Yeah, yeah. The gun's a big one, which is a pretty brutal scene too. Dude, yeah, he fucking like like two well, guys. I, he kills the two first guys. one's not that brutal, but the other one where like the guy has him through the plastic, the plastic is like yeah, he, it's, it's pretty. He stat he gets like four. He has four, four the face five nails in the guy. Yeah. Um, but I, I so I like I love the movie. Uh, I love Lethal Weapon too. It's a, such mm-hmm. a fun action movie. And to, to me, Lethal Weapon one and two in particular three is great. Four is less mm-hmm. great, but. One and two mm-hmm. in particular, they stand on the top of the mountain mm-hmm. of not the best action movies because there's better, I think, but they yeah. they represent just great, solid filmmaking for action movies. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, they're fun. I would agree with that. They're funny. They're action packed. They have big, big set pieces at, at some point in the movie. Uh, funny characters, great characters, good, decent mm-hmm. writing. The plots are, the plots are like action movie plots. I mean, the the plots are like, yeah, like boilerplate, like action crime procedural plots. Because yeah. I mean, at the end of at the day, a buddy cop movie is just a longer crime procedural. Yeah. But um, but it's what they're able to like do with those plots that I think is really interesting about these movies. Like they're able to make those plots and. Through Riggs and Murtaugh and like their camaraderie and like their brotherhood, they're able to like expand it more than just like an hour long drama or something yeah. like that. But they're actually able to do a little bit more with it, which I like a lot. I don't know if that's you know, obviously I haven't seen the others, so I don't know. You know the one that I do if that continues in three and four, but well, they're, with they're these first always two, there like, because yeah. the two gods are just so good. And yeah, just that alone is better than just having Van Damme by himself. Because mm-hmm. when you have Van Dam by himself, Van Dam's always going to take the scene because he's Van Dam. Yeah, I think there's. I think that's the interesting thing about the Buddy Cop movie in general. And I think there's not a lot of action movies outside the Buddy Cop movie that had a kind of have like two people that are able to play off each other. Like I can't think of a lot outside of Buddy Cop movies where you have two people that can play off of. But I think it's especially yeah with like. With Glover or Mel Gip or Gibson, um, just having two people that can like have that good at chemistry and can like constantly play off each other's energy and be able to have that like you know just that it feels like effortless back and forth with each other yeah. is something that's like it's well, really I, I do think the one thing about it is that what makes it so good is that the two guys for being stars in the like in their own rights like they're stars separately yeah. right they're stars. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not afraid to give the other one the scene. Yeah. Right. So the difference between, it goes back to the difference between Mel Gibson and, and Danny Glover compared to traditional action stars, right? Mm -hmm. There is no way Van Damme was going to, is going to get, give the scene to someone else in the movie. Unless at the end of the day, he gets to recoup it. Right. That's why the expendables is really just Stallone trying to figure out how to give everyone a bit to like yeah be a big deal right yeah everybody gets their shot in the expendables yeah and for good or bad but the difference between being, even the bad guys right and so. even gibson but like even the point of being like a the good actor will knows that okay it's okay for me to eat shit in this scene because it's part of the story whatever it's the process whereas you know if it was fucking it's rambo three well yeah. i'm rambo it's called Rambo yeah. 3. I do whatever the fuck I want to do. You know what I mean? It's like Hulk Hogan. 
on my shirt. I get to be Rambo. Yeah, it's like it's like Hulk. If we're wrestling Hulk, <clears throat> I don't go down. You go yeah. down. I leg drop you. One, two, three. I fucking do a fucking couple of these. Crowd gets up. You get paid a little bit. I get paid a lot. That's that's the that's the business. I break out the twenty-four inch pythons yeah. and we all go home. You know, whereas in, in *Plute the Weapon* for an action series, at least these guys and you, and here's the only movie I can think of. Forty-eight hours. I would because those are those are action stars. Those are just, those are just actors and comedians, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if you want to say the only equivalent I can think of in the same ballpark that really does it really well, two movies. Another okay. Shane Black movie, which is the Nice Guys. Nice Guys is. We great, have two yeah. again, two actors who are don't mind yeah. giving it and taking it. Mm-hmm. Die Hard Three. Yeah, I you know I think that's really and I talked to my dad about this too when I saw him over the holiday, but I think that's really the surprising thing about Die Hard Three, is that. Jackson and Willis are really able to play off each other more than you think that they would be able yeah. to. But they're they're just purely antagonistic until it becomes not that. Yeah. You know. Um, well, that's because in the context of the movie, Jackson thinks he's racist for like the first thirty minutes of the movie. Well, he thinks he's a crazy white boy, and then well, that too. And then, yeah. then he's a cop, he so he him, still hates well, him. Yeah, he shows him the hood with a sign that says like, "What does it say?" It's like, "I hate black people." I hate black people, or something like yeah, or like the, kill. Or no, no, like it's that. I hate black people, but the black people is the other word. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's in the original cut. They changed the word to something else. I don't know. They changed it in a different version to be something else. But mm-hmm. in the original version, it's it's I, I hate, hate that. I hate n words. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and they're purely antagonistic. And even when he finds out he's a cop and he's forced to do this, he's like, "Well, you're a cop. I still don't like you." Yeah, I'm stuck with you because now I have to play because Simon says I have to play. Yeah. Um. Whereas in Lethal Weapon, there are two guys who work together. Like, they have to work together. The classic buddy cop scenario. The classic hot, loose cannon. Captain, you don't get it. I'm, I, I know I'm the... I'll do whatever the fuck I want to do type, type thing. That was also a great bit, too, yeah. When they have the meeting with the captain, he's like, you read what that says? And he's like, yeah, but I don't give a I don't fuck. give a shit. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to smoke if I want to yeah. smoke. Which everyone... Murdoch's just like, you don't even have to have to do that. I got to live with that shit. Yeah, everyone wishes they could do that. This would be able to... The, Tell their boss to eat it, <laughs> you know. Tell your boss, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else, Zach, you want to mention about Lethal Weapon 2? Um, I'm trying to think. We talked about the girl who only got there to die. Yep. Um, she was hot, though. Hot girl. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah she's pretty. Good for her. Um, Brutal way to die, too. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, that whole scene is like... I feel like they took... I feel like they took... I feel like Shane Black wrote... These aren't facts. I feel like they took all of Shane Black's death scenes and just kept those. And just kept... I mean, I would believe it. Yeah. Because the death scenes in this movie are way more brutal than the Way more brutal, yeah. Well, it's like... Yeah, because I mean, even in... What was it? It's like the main turning point of the movie. Like, the beginning of Act 3 is like, basically, every single cop that you've met up to that point, besides Riggs and Murtaugh... Is fucking dead. Yeah. Like, they just kill all of them. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, because then it's like, it's also you have the point where it's like, oh, that's the other Chekhov's gun. We have the point where you have the poker scene, because then you have everybody being invited, and then, like, Murtaugh and Riggs were supposed to be there, and then, obviously, Riggs is getting laid, and then Murtaugh have to, has to fucking watch Joe Pesci. Yeah. Um, and he's like, man, I was feeling lucky tonight, and it's like, 
Martel, you don't how you don't know how lucky you were because you didn't fucking die yeah, and explode. Yeah. So the guy from Breaking Bad. Um, oh yeah. The the bald guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah, he is in that. Yeah, that is him, yeah, right? Yeah, from Breaking Bad. Yeah. I remember his name, but yeah, he's like, I only know him from like the one episode I watched of Better Call Saul. But he was like the security guard for wherever in Better Call Saul. Oh, he's an ATF and, agent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's like a Fed, but um. Yeah, I, mean, I I really like Lethal Weapon too. It's a it's a solid movie. I don't, I'm not gonna say it's better than the first one, but to me, it's it it builds upon what we have, and it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's better than a lot of action. I mean, if I had a tier list of them, like, I would say it's one of the better sequels to a movie that I've seen. I, I would I mean I would agree, and doesn't it, it doesn't eclipse the first movie, but it, it keeps a lot of the, all the great stuff about it. And what it does is that it's so concise, and that's just mm-hmm. better than. 85% of other action flicks, let alone action yeah. sequels. Like, don't even mm-hmm. talk about that. Like, if you talk about other action move- sequels, like, you know, fucking Bloodsport 2 or Kickboxer 2 or Blood Fist 2 yeah. or fucking Rambo 2. Like, I, yeah. I love Rambo 2, but it's not Rambo, it's not First Blood. Like, First Blood is a way better movie. I would say the only exception to that would probably be Terminator 2. I've always liked Terminator, yeah, Terminator 2. 2 is, but the, to me, like Terminator 2 ain't even the same genre. No, it's not It's not the same genre. Because, I mean, the, I mean, it's like with Aliens. Like, the first one is essentially a horror movie. It's a horror movie. And then the second yeah. one just becomes an action movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and Die Hard 2 is is good, but it's not as good as Die Hard 1. And it's, to me, it's no. actually stepped down. Um, yeah. But when I think of like all the other B or C tier list action flicks, yeah, Lethal Weapon mm-hmm. Two, which is not that tier, it's obviously an A tier movie, but it's yeah. it's a big budget movie. But it mm-hmm. really is like it stands on its own as a fine movie. Yeah, you don't have to watch Lethal Weapon One to be like, okay, I, I kind of get it. I get it. Yeah, I could say even without watching Lethal Weapon, you could probably just go into this movie and you could still, I mean, you would know what's going on and you could have a fair judgment because I mean. They really fill in a lot of. They even fill in a lot of the blank blanks that are kind of left in the first movie, especially a lot of the stuff with Griggs's wife. Like, yeah. honestly, in this movie, you'd still be fine because a lot of the stuff. There's not a lot of stuff in the first movie that's really mentioned or carried over. It's just personality but, stuff. Yeah, it's just personality. Because I mean, in this movie, Riggs isn't really suicidal anymore, so yeah. that really doesn't really he found, matter. He, as he much. found a family. Like he's still a crazy dude because he just like plays by his own rules, but like. In the first movie, he did that because, like, he wanted to fucking die. Yeah. And now he's, like, not at that point. Well, no, like, he just does it because he just wants – he just doesn't like having to – He's just a – you know. he's a special forces guy who, who wants to yeah. – he likes, he likes taking, it to, taking it to the, you know, to the limit and whatever. Yeah. So that's just a character. So, but yeah. yeah, man. Um, how would you rate it, bro? Oh, I'm trying to think. I think last week I gave – the first one a nine. I would probably also give this one a nine. I nine. think it's still a solid nine out of ten movie. I enjoy this a lot. I definitely could see myself rewatching at least these first two. We'll see how I feel about the third and the fourth one, but I could definitely see me rewatching at least these first two yeah. for a long time to come. These are really fun movies. Well, I'll predict that you'll you'll watch one, two, and three, and you will just forget about four. So I agree, man. Here's the real question. Will five come out and I just forget about five? Well, uh, I'll be there opening night in theaters yeah. watching number five. Um, and I will have to know. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'll be there. You'll have to tell me. Yeah, I'll be there. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching. 
Thanks for listening. We'll see you back watching, next guys. week with Lethal Weapon 3 on Check the Venue. 3, machines. baby. Trace. Trace Uno. So, see you guys. I don't know why I said Trace Uno. Trace.